Hey guys, it's Lee. I'm sure you've noticed on UP3 by now, we don't normally do episodes on a single album. We'll certainly talk about it while we're listening to, or a debut, or news, or things like that. But we don't normally devote an episode to an entire album. Well, shortly before the holidays, I started seeing information about this new debut album from a band, Orion, called The End of Suffering. And the more listening to this album, and the more looking into the backstory I did, the more fascinated I became, and I decided I needed to share this with you guys. So I asked Ben Jones, the genius behind this project, to join me here on UP3 for a little bootleg. Ben Jones, welcome to UP3. Glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. First of all, very good use of advertising on Facebook. That's how this got to me. I was shown an advertisement for Orion, The End of Suffering, an album and a band I'd never heard of. And the more I looked into it, the more I was blown away. This is not only your debut album, it's self-produced. You played all the instruments, unless you're going to correct me on that. No, I did. Yeah. And it is a concept album, and it's good. <laughs> and the only reason I say that with some incredulity is just to take on that level of work for your debut piece and to keep that level of quality i'm just thoroughly impressed first of all thanks <laughs> i guess to say it's my debut is a tiny bit misleading okay because i've been playing for 25 years in various lineups okay but this was the first time i got serious about trying to make something i'd had this dream since i was like 14 that I wanted to record an album and I wanted to do everything. You know, I wanted to write it, I wanted to record all the parts and I wanted to mix it and produce it. The Stephen Wilson thing or the Devon Townsend thing. Yeah. And this was the first proper attempt at that. And there's a bit of a backstory to it as well, because when I started to write and record, you might have read this. Yes. A couple of reviews that talked about it. You know, I, I hadn't really played for about five or six years in the lead up. So the obvious thing to do was to write an hour-long concept album and try and play everything myself. <laughs> right. Uh, and there's one thing I have to complain about. Although I can play the drums, the drums are actually programmed. Okay. Still by me. But there's a limit to how much technology I can you know, cram into one house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can appreciate that. But yeah, <laughs> the story behind the concept of the album and just your inspiration. Can you please talk about that a little bit? I have read about it on a couple of other websites. But I'd really like the listeners to hear it from you. So it's based around a book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. Right. The album itself doesn't really tell Eckhart's story. It's based on a story he tells, which is about himself at the very start of the book. And then I kind of took that story and turned it into a full life experience of someone growing up, being young. One of the songs is called Tomorrow, and it's, you know, everything's about tomorrow you got to work hard, you got to do well in school, you got to yep. pass your exams.
you know, get to those later years and all of a sudden there's the hurricane, which talks about you know, how there's so much going on, you barely hold it together. there's yesterday where all of a sudden he's looking back and those times he thought were rough all of a sudden it's yeah oh those were the good days It kind of progresses to that, but the whole thing is is ultimately derived from this story that Eckhart tells from his own life at the start of the book, and that is reflected directly in the song Myself and I. which then expands the full story and takes what Eckhart talks about, which is our perception of time and how it's not necessarily as real as we think it might be. Yes. His argument is, when are you alive? And Well, now, you know, the only time you're alive is now. We can make plans for the future and we can remember the past, but you're doing it now. And that's his philosophy, which um, has a lot of parallels with Buddhism. In fact, the name of the album, The End of Suffering. Yes. I just think it's the way he kind of explains things, which is often the way, isn't it? You know, it's not necessarily the lesson, it's how it's taught. And that's what really grabbed me when I stumbled across his work. I'm not the Eckhart Tolle expert, 
by any stretch, but I have read a couple of the books, The Power of Now. But would you say that it reached you the same way it did him? Just to come to that realization that dwelling in the past or continually worrying about the future is what really eats our brains up. It's in the being and the now that is the key to the end of suffering. Did it reach you that way as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm certainly no Eckhart Tolle expert. This is really the only thing of his that I really have any knowledge of. Uh, I know he's written other books and done other things. Right. But yeah, that was the big thing for me is the internal dialogue that he also talks about, you know, the constant internal dialogue, which is always based in the future or the past. He says that the huge amount of human suffering is self-inflicted. Yes. When I really thought about it, I kind of had to admit from the position I'd been in in the years leading up to that, you know, a very stressful work life and all the things that go with that. to admit well you know this is it's down to me yeah you know it's the way i'm thinking about it not the things that are necessarily happening yes right i really appreciated the writing in this album because i think it flows very well the first track is a sample medley which i won't play here but starting from now the second track all the way to the end the end of suffering there are motifs and themes that repeat, and you might hear them on a prog rock metal guitar or later on an acoustic guitar or even on a keyboard. I really appreciated the way themes flowed in and out and came back. Yeah, that was something I really wanted to get a handle on because I tried to write some longer pieces in the past and I'd never really found that thread. And there's that opening part, the intro to now, a little piano melody that repeats, like you say, in various ways on guitar and piano and all sorts of different themes. That was actually the very first thing I came up with. Okay. Sat in my living room with my acoustic guitar and just played those few notes. And I straight away, I knew, you know, that was going to be this recurring theme. Thankfully, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it works great. Now, your first pressing of the CDs is sold out. Yeah. 
So listeners, you're still able to get this on Bandcamp, which is how I got it. And luckily, Ben did multiple formats. So I was able to buy both the MP3 and the flat copies. Yeah, the selling out of the CD, I think that happened last month. I never in a million years imagined that I would be in this position because <laughs> I intentionally didn't share the project with friends or family or anyone who knew me. You know, a few people knew that I was writing this thing, but I, I wanted to make a point of launching something completely unsupported by anyone I knew because I just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe I'd sell half a dozen copies. <laughs> I was on honeymoon. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think a few days before we, we left, boxes and boxes and boxes of these CDs arrived because you can't just press <laughs> right. 10, you yeah. know, you, you can't do that. And I was sat there on the, um, on the honeymoon and I was kind of worried because I was like, you know, in my home office, I, I knew I had all these boxes stacked up. I had them stuffed in right. cupboards. I had, you know, they, they were everywhere. And I was like, in my head, I'm only going to sell six yeah. if I'm lucky. Yeah. And then they sold out. I think they went to 15 different countries in the end, as far away as, you know, the US, Canada, Japan, all around Europe. Right. It was extremely unexpected, and I'm eternally grateful for all the people that supported the project. Are you considering doing a second pressing? A lot of people have asked, and I don't know. Okay. Because all my attention is on the next album right now, ah. which is expensive to do, and there's only so many boxes of CDs I want to have in my house. So uh, maybe next year, we'll see. What can you say about your next project? There's been a mini EP, which I released in the start of December. Okay. That's called Passing Through. Now, that's not pressed to physical media. That's a digital-only release okay. because it acts as a precursor to what's to come. So there's three songs on that, which will be on the next album. Okay. But the next album will obviously be a full-length album. It will be pressed to CD. I've had a lot of people asking about vinyl, but that's a whole other ball game which I'll have to look into. Yeah. So it's, it's in progress. Did you record this in your own home studio? Yeah. The End of Suffering was recorded at my house, and as proud of it as I am, it has some issues <laughs> because I recorded it on a system that is a far lesser system than what I have now. Okay. The music for it was actually recorded over three years ago now. So when I wanted to get serious and release it, I then bought an entire new rig and had to port that existing recording over Yeah, yeah. and do what I could with it. But I have to tell you, coming with a slightly critical ear, I don't hear a lot of flaws in this. The recording, I think, is very, very well done. Very clean, very good sound. I assume you had it mastered and mixed outside. 
Uh, no, that was all done in-house as well. Oh, man. Then I'm completely blown away because I think the sound is excellent. <laughs> very, very good job. Oh, thanks. I mean, we're all our own worst critic. Oh, yeah. So would you keep that same format for the next album? Keep doing it all yourself? Nuts to bolts? Yeah, that is the plan. Okay. I've considered maybe having it mastered elsewhere. I've got a couple of names in mind. I don't want to throw them out there right now in case I go and approach them and they tell me to. Yeah, yeah, sure. They don't want to do it. <laughs> no, no worries. I can say the new album has a working title, Human Nature. Okay. And it's not a concept album, but it's an album with a concept. Okay. So each of the songs covers either a direct experience that I've had with something, or certainly the people around me have had a direct experience with something. There's three songs, like I said, got released earlier this month. One of them was inspired by, do you know, Jason Spencer from The Prog Mind? No. He's got a website and a Facebook group. He's done reviews for many, many years. And uh, he released a book uh, called The Tumult of My Heart, which was about his experience with religion, which mirrored a number of my experiences. Right. Another song was about the unfortunate process of dealing with someone who has maybe a terminal illness or a condition where they're unresponsive. That's called The Ghost Among Us. And the third and final song on the EP was called This Sickness, which is about my dislike of social media, which is kind of ironic given my whole thing of Orion is based entirely around social media because there's no band, there's no gig. You know, it's all it's all social media. Well, speaking of that, are there any thoughts to taking this out? Maybe touring or being on the road? There's nothing planned. Yeah, as more time goes by, I get asked more and more about it, but there's inherent difficulties, obviously, with that kind of thing because uh, I've been in original bands before and the advantage of that is everyone knows their own parts. Yeah. Whereas when I've come up with everything, I then have to try and teach that to yes. however many different musicians and then to try and get them to play it the way I played it, which isn't really yeah. fair because everyone's got their own style of playing. Right. That can be very challenging. With the best musicians in the world, they might think, yeah, I'm playing it just like you played it, but I'm sat there thinking, oh, I can, you know, you're yeah. playing it correctly, uh, but it close. doesn't sound, yeah. Right. Say a little bit about the artwork, because it is fantastic. Now, I did read online in another review about Thomas Uwerherd, but I'd love to hear you tell the listeners that whole story. Yeah, 
So the artwork was the challenge that I couldn't take up because I have no skill at all with anything visual. So I knew I had to find someone that could do that work for me. And a friend of mine suggested, you know, why don't you just look in some albums that you like and look up the person that did the artwork. I can't remember which album I was listening to, but I opened it up and I saw Thomas's name. And I actually had no idea who he was. So I Googled him. And when I got to his website, it was this really surreal moment where I saw all these albums that I'd been listening to for 20 years and he had done the covers for them. In fact, one of the albums, I don't know if you're familiar with a a British prog metal band called Threshold. Yes. It was his artwork that got me to listen to that band. You know, the inside out booklets and they have all the albums. And I was going and I saw the artwork for their hypothetical album It actually got me into Threshold, you know, his artwork. So it was so bizarre that 20 years later, I was talking to this guy that had done all these albums. And I spoke to him about the concept of the record and gave him a brief synopsis. And he came up with the main theme of the artwork. And then I threw in a, a couple of smaller tweaks here and there. Yeah. But I was worried because it's the one thing I can't do. So I was completely reliant on somebody else. Yes. And one day his email came through and said, here's the first 90% of the way there. And went into my living room, I put it on the big screen and I just opened this file and saw the cover of what you see now. And straight away, I was like, ah, the artwork is better than the music. (laughs) The artwork is fantastic. It's Yeah, and I think the artwork has probably done a lot of the work of bringing people in. These Facebook adverts that I ran for the album, I really think the artwork did a big part of snatching people's attention because I had so many people messaging me saying the artwork isn't incredible. You know, that's the thing that got me to check you out. Yeah. Yeah. Full credit to Thomas. Incredible work. And it's not just that it's incredible artwork, the cover art uh, with the clocks and the juggler. It advances the concept of what you're talking about, about living in the now time and not being tied to the past and the future. Yeah, it sticks with the theme. You know, you've got the baby and you've got the older man yes. on the side. And then you've got the, what we call the ethereal man in the middle, which I'm proud to say was actually my idea <laughs> to have. Excellent. I said to Thomas, you know, can we have someone that's kind of ageless? I don't really know what that means. Yeah. You know, and he's juggling the clocks almost in a mockery of time. And that actually became the band itself. And one spoiler... For the next album, I've got a theme and I need to run it past Thomas to see if he thinks it's doable. But the plan in my head is to actually bring back the ethereal man. Okay. Maybe not as prominently, but, you know, in my head, he's like a mild version of uh, of Iron Maiden's Eddie. Okay. That's my plan anyway, but we've got to see what Thomas thinks. Listeners, I will put links into the show notes for this. So you can go to Ben's Bandcamp page for Orion and you can see a little bit of the artwork there. Ben, this has been great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming. Thank you for reaching out. And um, yeah, the, the surreal experience continues of, of people discovering this music and reaching out to, uh, to say they're enjoying it, which has been a worthwhile journey. And I hope we push more downloads your way. Thank you. Yeah. So listeners, thank you for tuning in. That's Ben Jones again, and the work is Orion, The End of Suffering. You can find it on Bandcamp. Unfortunately, right now, the first disc pressing is out, but you can download it digitally in any number of formats from the Bandcamp page. And hopefully we'll be seeing more and more of Ben in the near future. So until next time, I will see you guys on the UP3 Show podcast. Bye.
Hey folks, Tony here. If you made it this far, congratulations. You're getting everything you can out of this podcast episode. As a reminder, we're a podcast about commentary and opinion on prog music. We use samples of music to make our point and to teach others. We make no claim of copyright to any of the music featured in our samples and strongly recommend that you support the artists we talk about by buying their albums and merchandise or seeing them live. If you're an artist and you'd like for us to change how we've used your content on the show, please contact us directly so that we can work together.